Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello and welcome back to episode 278 of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. And as always, I'm absolutely thrilled that you're tuning in to our show today. In this episode, my guest and I, we're going to teach you step by step what you need to do to experience an extended massive orgasm. We talked about extended massive orgasms, what people are experiencing, what does it feel like in previous shows. And I had the pleasure of attending Alicia and Irvine's workshop myself, and they teach these techniques. But today, they graciously offer to come on the show and teach us what you need to do. So we're not holding anything back. But before we're going there, I just want to let you know that I have a gift for you. Throughout years of practicing, working with many, many women, men, people of all genders, helping them with their sexuality, I got a pleasure of curating this list of the books podcasts, visual material that helps people to tap into their sexual self. Sometimes my client would tell me that I hate searching for erotic online because you never know what you get. So through working with people and my own experiences, I got the chance to create a list and you can download the list for free. So there are some really good books, really well-written erotica, like movies that you can watch, audios. And all you need to do is to go to our show notes and click on the link and you will be able to download the PDF. And from there, you can find the books and read it and let me know which you like. So as I mentioned, today we're going to talk about how to have an extended massive orgasm. We're going to talk about preparing your body for extended massive orgasm. We're going to talk about the type of the strokes, the type of lube that you can use, what kind of a movement you need to incorporate to be able to experience one. Our guest is Alicia Devon. Alicia, along with her husband, Erwan, has become the go-to expert for those seeking a higher level of relationship and sex support since 2003. Alicia specializes in supporting singles in getting into passionate and successful relationships and helping couples take their relationship to new height of romance and intimacy. Based in the SF Bay Area, Alicia provides a high-end boutique service that gives her client an effective way to enhance their relationships. She and Ervon offer all of their coaching classes online and support students all over the world. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Alicia Devon. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am so excited and honored to welcome Alicia Devon on our show. Alicia, welcome back to our show. <laughs> Thank you. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, it's this is the third time we're having you, and I feel I mispronounced your last name. How do you pronounce it? Davon. Davon. <laughs> here we are. I always feel like I'm emphasizing in the right, wrong place. <laughs> Well, I'll call you Alicia if that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think worry I got about that my last part. <laughs> Very important, but I think I got Alicia. <laughs> well, I am so excited to welcome you back because we're doing a 
series on how to. And one of the skills that people were so interested to learn more about in the past, and personally, I love learning from you, it's on extended orgasms that you guys are teaching. For clients and listeners that they haven't listened to the previous shows, make sure you are listening to those because we talked about the different parts of it, like how how it can help your relationship. What can you do in your relationship that will help? Today, we're going to focus on how to. And I had the pleasure of watching few of the demonstrations. You were so gracious and invited me to one of the wonderful workshops that you and Erwan. Erwan, you got it. Erwan hosted it. And I've seen a different versions of it. And it's always fascinating about how connected you are with your body. And that's a challenge that many, many women have. So I'm so excited that you are here today. So tell us, how did you work through and how do you usually work through that anxiety? Because it seems like you are more at a relaxed place when you do these demonstrations. So anxiety is really, really common for, I mean, for men and women around arousal and orgasm. If we focus on women for a moment, there's this thing like there's only one way to have orgasm and it kind of mimics the male ejaculation. And so women can end up feeling really stressed and anxious if if we're not getting it right, or we feel like we're not getting it right. And I'm certainly a product of the culture also. And I, before I met Erewhon and I started studying extended orgasm, I didn't have a lot of stress or anxiety around orgasm. And my experience was kind of limited. So I remember initially getting into extended orgasm, which by the way, it might sound mysterious, but it's feeling orgasmic pleasure throughout your body over an extended period of time. That's, that's all it is. And really what I learned is our minds are almost always anxious. And so the name of the game is not finding some kind of correct thought to make our minds feel better. It's letting our minds just be how they are and then focusing on the body. So that's how I really got through kind of the newness or uncertainty was learning how to put my attention into my body and let my, just leave my mind alone. I love that because I, it's my experience and I talk to my clients a lot about this, that the more you're trying to push away the anxiety, it comes back stronger. And like in this push and pull, you become disconnected with your body. So I love that you, you're saying that from acknowledge it, see it's there and kind of like tune into what's happening. Well, tell me about the first time you experienced the extended orgasm. Did it take you a while for you to reach it? Yes. So I was sort of lucky in that I heard about extended orgasm and then I met the guy who was teaching it really soon after that. So I wasn't with a new partner, somebody who didn't know about it or anything. I was starting to date Erewhon who happened to know about this practice. So that was kind of an easy, an easier way in. But still, I remember my first experience and I was like, okay, we're hanging out at his house. We're sitting on the couch. I was asking him about what's extended orgasm. And he said, well, do you want to try it? And I said, okay. And I was feeling nervous, like, oh no, I'm not going to get it or I'm not going to do it right or something. And what he really helped me with, and this is something that people can do who are listening, either if they're by themselves or they're with a partner, is 
starting in a very relaxed way. So it wasn't like, okay, Alicia, show me your stuff. You know, it was more like, show me what you got. It was, you know, he laid me, he's like, lay down on the bed. He sat up by my side and then really gently didn't even touch my genitals. He put his hand on my heart and on my belly and we just breathed. And then immediately I felt the energy come into my body. And then I'll, I'll describe more of what people can do as the giver, maybe a little later, but eventually fast forward, we got to the clitoral stroking. And I remember feeling my body kind of tense up. I'm like, oh my God, I'm supposed to have some orgasm now, or I'm supposed to something. And Erwan was so great. He's like, just feel my finger on your clitoris. That's it. And so I tuned right in. And then I could feel it swell up a little bit. And then he said, wow, I can feel that your clit just swelled up. And then he would stroke. He's, woo, I felt you kind of let go a little bit there. It was like moment by moment, just acknowledging what I did feel. Because one of the signs of orgasm is involuntary contractions in the genitals, right? So in that first quote unquote session, right? I had two involuntary contractions, right? And and I'm saying that because A, it wasn't some big fantastical thing where I'm, I don't know, rip roaring like in a porno or something. And that I know that there were two because Erwan mentioned them. He felt them and said it, and then they were celebrated. So all of that to say that the way that I first experienced extended orgasm was really, it was sweet. It was slow and acknowledging what I was feeling versus trying to get somewhere else. Love that. And thank you for that explanation and how beautiful that it seems like you guys were in tune in that moment because sometimes when partner want to give the female like a vulva owner an experience they're kind of checked out in their own mind so it seems like there was this attunement between you and Ervon that he was noticing and naming what what he was experiencing and I know that in the previously and in the workshop that I attended you mentioned how it is different than traditional Master and Johnson model of orgasm do you rely on fantasy? Because I like what I see on the videos that you are already in the state of arousal. Maybe that you've done it for so long that you are in tune with your body and you can reach there. But do you at times use fantasy or is just like attunement with the sensation in your body? It can be either. So for me, these days, after having studied and taught this for almost 20 years, it's easy for me to just kind of drop into my body. You know, if I'm pleasuring myself, just start to stroke myself really slowly or just kind of laying down and breathing even, or if I'm with Erwan, the touch really turns me on. So I have that, but I also, maybe I'll think a sexy thought or something will cross my my mind or I'll see something and that will spur me into wanting to have more pleasure. And I always say to people that are like, how do I get started if I'm just flat? You know, like I don't, I'm not turned on, but I want to be. You can use whatever you generally use to get yourself going. It's not wrong to conjure up a fantasy or whatever it is to get yourself rolling. I love that. And I think it's just a matter of adding things to the toolbox of the thing that's already working for you. So I I, I think that's amazing. One of the things that I've been working on as I'm doing this skill series, like trying to pay attention to my own body 
because I'm really good with fantasies. Like I, I can like get turned on within two seconds <laughs> going through catalog of uh, the fantasies. But I think the added pleasure comes when you pair it with your body and physiological sensation. Or I think, I guess my, my personal goal is to be able to show up fully in my body during mm-hmm. the experiences. That's not where I'm yet, but that's something that I'm, I'm working on. Well, tell us for the giver. So if, they, if there's a couple that they want to try it, how should they start with, where should they start? I, was, I wanted to say about like how to touch, but I remember even the area, the room that you guys have just so sensual and inviting. So I leave, leave it to you to say where to start. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the, the mindset is really important in that you don't want to put pressure on yourself or pressure on your partner. Like, Ooh, we're going to try this extended orgasm thing. So like we better have it and I better give it to her or him, or I better have it. Or I would just leave all that at the door and really set your intention to just enjoy. I mean, if you really look at it, it's like, Oh my gosh, you're setting aside time to explore sensually. Like that's amazing. And we can let go of that productivity mindset. Okay. So that's the first thing. And then it's nice to set the space up. You don't have to take forever to do it, but, you know, take a little time to dim the lights a little, but keep them on so you can see, but dim them or light some candles or put on some nice light music you like, or light a candle, whatever it is that makes it feel extra special and yummy. And then you can get on the bed and the person receiving, let's just take an example of a man and a woman here. So the woman can lie down, the man sits up by her side, everybody's clothed, and then gradual is the name of the game. So I would start, we have a set of touching practices that we train couples in singles can learn them too. And there's like 12 of them and they run on the spectrum of totally non-sexual kind of emotional touching all the way to clitoral stroking on the other end of the spectrum. So I would start the person who's the giver can just lower their hands really gently onto the partner's heart and abdomen and then just breathe and relax and maybe talk a little bit like the person laying down can say something they like about that or the person sitting up can say, ooh, you know, your body feels so nice. You just want to create this nice atmosphere. And then you can slowly start to take the touch more and more sensual, you know? So a next step could be, we like to call it taking touch where the person laying down, asks for a certain body part to be touched, you know, oh, would you touch my, my chest? Or if you want to include the erogenous zones, you can. And the person sitting up is touching for their own pleasure and going slowly in that tantalizing kind of touch. So do that for a while, enjoy, and then kind of make your way to the genital area. I can get more in detail of what to do after that, but I'll stop there to see if you have any questions about it. I love the idea of the grounding touch. When I saw it on the workshop, I thought that was very wonderful because it's, first of all, it's connecting. Second of all, it's kind of like, personally, I think there's something really kind of like amazing and calming about another person's touch someone that you can trust. So it can help, especially many women to feel more connected because around sex and sexuality, many women have had history of traumas, big T, small T trauma. And I love this gentle approach. 
And I love that the idea is like focus more on one partner. I'll tell you more about my experience with that, but I think that's beautiful. So you are saying that the, and they can touch other kind of like, you're t- I love the ideas also the haters touch and how the person is doing it. It's not doing it for the partner. They're doing it for their own pleasure. Tell us more about that. Yes. I'm glad you focused in on that because so often when we're touching sensually or sexually, we can get kind of caught up in, okay, I want to make the other person feel good. And we can, you know, be in like awkward positions that aren't really comfortable, like leaning on one arm and our necks hurting, but we really want to touch our partners. So we, we just bear that. You want it to be really pleasurable for both people. So with touch, rather than focusing on, okay, I got to make my partner feel good. You want to tune into your hands and then imagine like when you pet a cat, you don't pet the cat to try to make the cat feel good. You're not like, (laughs) does this feel good? Fluffy, you know, you're like feeling the fur and like that really nice breathing that the cats do. And you're like taking the touch in your hand. And when you're really paying attention, the cat usually sticks around, you know, they like it and they purr. And it's the same thing. If you're tuned into your hands and you're present, and then you touch your partner in a way that feels really nice to your hands, it's very likely to feel good to them also. And the person receiving can always make a request or ask for a change. It's not like you just have to sit there, but it tends to go well when you're both really present and feeling. And it feels so vulnerable when you're doing this for your own, your own sake, right? Like when you're doing something for your partner and you're gifting it to them, it's a different energy. But if the partner knows that you're touching them because it's a touch that you want to gift them, it's just like there is an element of added vulnerability, which I think is very powerful. So we're kind of exploring other areas and then we're moving toward the genital tides. So tell us more about those movements. Yes. So once you've done the, and I I, I was almost going to say the word preliminary, but then I stopped myself because, you know, foreplay preliminary in my mind kind of connotes before the real thing. Right. right? And I really think it's great to enjoy all of it, you know, Mm -hmm. just enjoy the touch and the, the anticipation. And like you said, the grounding and everything, right? So once it's time, you, you might feel, your partner kind of heating up and getting turned on, or you are, or you just bring your attention to the thighs. That's a really nice place to start to touch, to turn it to a more sexual thing. And then again, comfort, right? So if you're going to engage in clitoral stroking, then the person laying down should kind of butterfly their legs open and then have a pillow supporting their knees. For example, you don't want to be holding your knees and right. So you open your legs and supported by pillows. And then the person giving can just do some strokes on the thighs. And you really want to rely on your own senses as to whether you should do lighter touch or firmer touch. You might want to do a little of both kind of following your sense And then what you can do next is what we like to call focal point touch, which is using the genital area as 
a focal point, like the center of a, like a dartboard, you know, like a bullseye. And you can start to move your hand around the focal point, you know, making circles, maybe in the air, a few inches above the genitals, and then slowly rest your hand on her mound and then breathe and play with her hairs. And, you know, you really can take your time and enjoy. And then with doing that, you're bringing the attention into the genital area. And you want to bring communication here because the genitals are so sensitive. The thighs are so sensitive. Sometimes too light of a touch can be too like, ah, you know, going to drive the receiver crazy, you know, but then too heavy. It's like not a turn on really. You're just kind of feeling like you're getting a deep massage. So you want to use communication to get the right pressure. So that's what you would do next. Any questions about that before I go? You know, I always have tons of questions. <laughs> I, know, I know. That's why I don't want to like talk for too long because I know that you'll have questions in there. <laughs> well, you know, when I was at school, like I was annoying kid. Like I always have more questions. <laughs> so that's why this podcast works for me. Well, I'm curious, but I've seen that you guys have this very cool loop that you guys are using and it's like a thicker one. At what point do you recommend listeners to introduce that? Yes. So we, so use lube, first of all, use lube there again, a place to take the pressure off is having to lube up naturally. Okay. Some women do, some women don't. All right. Don't worry. Everybody should use lube. And the reason is because with prolonged clitoral stroking, you can get little micro tears, Mm -hmm. even if you're lubed up naturally. So it's like, why not just throw on some lube, right? And the kind of lube that we recommend is like you're saying, it's thick, it's viscous. The kind that we use is um, our friend makes it for us. One of our students, I can give you the link. People can order it. It's just made of olive oil, shea butter, and beeswax. That's it. Yeah. And you can't use it with latex though, because it's oil. But anyways, so let's say you've done some touch and some focal point touch and you're like, okay, I'm going to apply the lube. The woman's legs are already butterflied open and you just take a kind of a dime sized glob of lube, maybe a little bit more. And then it's nice to apply the lube to the base of the genitals, like around the perineum, and then slowly drag it up past the vaginal opening. But here's the thing. You don't want to actually get lube on the hood of the clitoris. Because then, see, I'm getting very technical here. Oh, I love it. But But, so there's a a hood covering the clitoris. And and I'm going to back up and say, generally, people have learned to touch themselves or be touched through the hood, kind of like in a circular motion. That's great if that feels good. And in the extended orgasm practice, part of it is pulling back the hood. So then you can expose the Mm -hmm. clitoris and actually get direct clitoral contact. So when you're pulling the lube up the genitals, you don't want to pull it up onto the hood because then it's too slippery and you don't have any traction to pull it back. And so, but you want some lube kind of in the genital area. Once you've done that initial stroke, then you can bring your index finger back down to the perineum area where you've kind of left a little bit of lube and do a stroke up with your index finger and roll right onto the clitoris 
with the lube on your finger. So it's nice to see this demonstrated. You know, we demonstrate this in different classes and stuff because some people might be able to picture it, some may not. But that's the general way that you apply the lube. But I'm also with you that I feel seeing it visually makes a huge difference, at least if you're a visual learner. Before meeting with you guys, I, I had another conversation with a colleague that connected us. And although they were explaining to me the process, seeing the workshop, made it more clear for me that what are we talking about? What does it look like? What does it feel like? So I definitely recommend people that like check it out if that's something that you want to learn more about doing your workshops. Well, and I love that I'm thinking about this idea of specifically applying the lube. And as far as the movement of the hand, like when should we increase the speed? Is that something that we're working with the rhythm? It's good to have rhythm, right? So I've been focusing a lot on slow and gradual and that kind of thing. But when you start to actually stroke the clitoris, you want to have a nice balance of, you don't want to go kind of unconscious and start stroking really fast. Sometimes we get into this like, Ooh, I'm going to get her an orgasm real quick or something. And like the intention is good, right? You want a pleasure, but the focus should be on feeling each stroke, like staying present with the sensation, but you also want to build a rhythm so that the receiver can kind of like relax their body and just sort of tune into that rhythm. And it's kind of like when you're getting a massage, if the person massaging you is like changing direction really quickly or stopping suddenly or whatever, you can't just relax into it. Okay. So, so you can start kind of slowly and make sure that you're connected. Like, Ooh, is she feeling your finger? Are you feeling her clitoris? And then I would use a rhythmic stroke. You know, you can experiment to find a good rhythm, but not super fast, not too slow. And then the key is to do what we call peaking, P-E-A-K, peaking. So if you envision like peaks and valleys, you know, on a, on a graph or something, faster strokes are going to bring you up, but you don't want to just stroke, 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 like the same stroke the whole time because the person's either going to climax really quickly or they're going to numb out. So peaking would be making a very small change, like maybe you're stroking kind of rhythmically for a minute, and then maybe you take a half second break, you know, or you increase the pressure just a little bit or something, you make a little change. So, oh, you know, you come down a little bit and then you can go back up. So yeah, I love I'll stop that. there for questions. <laughs> You know me so well. Well, I think that's great that like we're kind of like, again, it's not, we're not tuning out as a giver. We're kind of like paying attention to cues, what's happening in the moment. As the receiver, do you play and and do you use your breath as a way to manipulate these things or just like you go by what, what shows up for you? Using the breath is a really good idea. You don't want to work at it. Like you don't have to have some perfect you know, way of breathing or something. Again, we want to take the pressure off, right? We want to keep it simple. Like you're having pleasure here. It doesn't need to be perfect, but sometimes we can find ourselves holding our breath, you know, or, or something. And so you just want to let yourself breathe, breathe relaxedly, normally. And then one technique that's really nice. If you want to bring your energy and your sensation into the lower part of your body, which is a good idea because our energy and our attention is often up in our head, right? That's just, we're on our devices and we're thinking and whatever, when you're having orgasm or extended orgasm, you want to focus on the lower part of your body. 
So one way to do that is you can push your genitals out. So sometimes in sex, we can find ourselves clenching our genitals. So it's like the opposite, pushing out like you're bearing down or having a baby gently. And then, you know, breathing out when you push out, just a brief push out that can help kind of spread the sensation down the body. What a great hack. I think even for like, if you have any kind of sexual experiences, because it helps you to feel connected with your body. So going back to the touches. So you mentioned working on that peaks and valleys and seeing the graph before that you guys shared in the workshop that we are building it up. So we're going up and up. As a giver, when do we know, and or as a receiver, when do we know that we're close to the extended massive part? Yes. So the extended orgasm, basically with orgasm, there's a certain extended orgasm happens when your body is relaxed enough and your body has reached a level of arousal that then allows your whole body to involuntarily have orgasmic contractions. Like you don't have to work at it. Your body's completely relaxed. Your body will naturally kind of release into those contractions that are involuntary. One of those signs of orgasm. So I'm a big fan of noticing what is there. Like often women will hear about extended orgasm and they won't know exactly what it is, but they're like, I think I've had that before. I'm like, yeah, you probably have if you're saying that, you know, or if you're feeling a lot of pleasure in your genitals and you think maybe you just had like an involuntary movement. Yes, you know, that's extended orgasm. You're there, right? So it's not about faking it or something, but we can be so hard on ourselves. And you're feeling turned on like yeah be like oh my god yeah like here I am and I, I as I asked the question I was thinking about I, this is just such a such an interesting question I'm thinking about are we there yet yes <laughs> an opposite of what do we want to do want to be in our bodies showing all what's happening and thinking about where when do I get to the good part <laughs> right I know it's like you're living the good part like this right. is all good right and right and there are signs of orgasm it's you know there are It's not like, okay, all the time, everywhere I am there, but it's not that difficult to let your body relax and then feel pleasure and then acknowledge that that's, that's a good thing to do. And as far as the touching, I I remember it was mostly focused on clit, which is wonderful. And there is there a time that we explore the internal part of genital? So the position of extended orgasm, the hand position, again, this is kind of easier when you can see it, but I'll try to describe it. So the stroking, the index finger that's stroking, we teach it as the left hand. So whether or not you're left-handed, stroke the clitoris with your left hand, your left index finger. And that's partially because the one of the most sensitive spots on the clitoris is the woman's upper left of the clitoris. And the most sensitive spot can kind of move around as you're stroking. So there's some people that have done these similar clitoral stroking practices and they're like, no, it's only the upper left. You cannot move from that spot. And I don't, that's not my experience. I think it can move around, but the left, when you're stroking with your left finger and you're sitting on the woman's right side, then you don't have to, it's not uncomfortable for your shoulder. Okay. So more on that another time, but left index finger stroking. 
the right hand slides under the woman's ass. And then your thumb is at the opening, the introitus, the vaginal opening. And during the extended orgasm, it's usually kind of resting at the opening. You you can kind of stroke it a little bit with your thumb. That's really nice. Normally, we don't recommend insertion of during because it tends to kind of bring the energy down. It's very kind of grounding and it can be a little distracting. However, at some point when you're practicing extended orgasm, you'll want to kind of complete it, right? And one way you can do that is by inserting the thumb and doing a really nice internal massage. I mean, the walls of the the inner vaginal area are so engorged at that time, and it can feel really nice to have that massage in there. What a great tip. Also, I was thinking about the sensation of it. I, I, I have so many questions and this is the fourth time we're talking about this. <laughs> but I love every time I talk about this, I learn a lot. And I, I think it's wonderful that you're so generous with this information. Well, the other the last question I have is about how does it feel in your body? Recently, I was teaching a live class to a group of conservative women and they told me, how does orgasm feel in your body? And I was just like hard to describe it. And I've been thinking more about kind of describing it. So I'm kind of curious asking you, I, I, haven't, I haven't experienced extended orgasms or I don't know about it yet. <laughs> I know <laughs> right. that you, you gifted me the workshop. My husband had to work. So it was a missed opportunity. But tell us, how does it feel in your body? So what it feels like, people will often wonder, okay, are you like feeling really tense? Are you getting really tired or something? Because we associate orgasm often with tension and holding and trying to get somewhere. And I'm not making any of that wrong. You know, I mean, it's whatever you do now is what you do now. That's great. This is like a possibility for more. So when I'm experiencing extended orgasm, my body is totally relaxed. So it's that really nice relaxed, but alert feeling. There's a lot of sensation in my genital area and it feels like tingles and then that yummy kind of turn on pleasure, swelling, achy, yummy feeling. And the sensation also spreads down my arms and out my hands and down my legs and out my feet. So it feels alive and pleasurable and very relaxed. And then it's, it's centered in the genital area. And does it, how is coming down feel like? It feels like, you know, that feeling when, gosh, I mean, there's a couple of ways I could describe it. Like if you've ever gone skiing, kind of that, like at the end of the day and you're at the, the, the bunny slope at the end, it's just like, you're just kind of drifting down and it's easy and nice. <laughs> feels like that. It can feel like a really good massage. I mean, I'm not getting a big massage at that time, but it's like a, ah, like relaxing, releasing. It's very juicy kind of coming down. It's a very nice feeling. Great. And I'm a skier, so I can definitely envision what you said. Well, yeah. I know you and Erwan having lots of training workshops, a kind of like a few day, couple day one, longer term one. So tell us more about what, what you guys are offering. So the most popular class that people go into when they first meet us is called Mastery of Relationship. And that's a really fun class. It's weekly. It's with a big group of people online. And we explore 
all the topics related to have related to having a really great relationship life and sex life. So we include extended orgasm. We'll show videos of extended orgasm. We'll address communication and masculine feminine dynamics and all sorts of cool stuff. So that's the main thing that people do once they've gotten exposed to our work. And then we also have a class called the Pleasure Course, which is a one-time weekend workshop. It's online. And we go through all of the keys to having a successful relationship life, including orgasm and extended orgasm. So we show a video demonstration of the practice that we just described. Those are the two main ways that we work with people besides working privately and coaching as well. Amazing. And you guys have such a beautiful relationship. So I think it's wonderful to learn from you. So where can people find you? The best way to find out more about working with us is through a love life consultation. So this is a free opportunity to talk to me one-on-one about whatever you want related to your love life, your sex life, your goals, your challenges, your questions. And then if it looks like Erwan and I can support you, I'll lay out the details of the different options to work with us. So you can just set that up by texting our school. The number is 415-308-9580. That's 415-308-9580. And I'll also give you a link. People can just click if that's easier. So that's the best way to find out. And then if anybody listening just kind of wants to sign up for a class and check out a class, we have a pleasure course coming up in May. And so I'll include the link there, but you can just click it and sign up for the online class. Amazing. Again, the workshops that I attended was amazing. It's always lovely to have you in the show. And thank you so much for being so generous with uh, (laughs) this information and your time. And it's always so lovely to have you on our show. Thank you. I love your questions and your enthusiasm. It's super fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. Now, today you heard a number of different strategies that help you to be able to tap into pleasure in your body. It's my experience that every single woman that they want to experience orgasm, they're able to do it. And your body is so capable that if you haven't experienced one, or if you haven't experienced a certain type of orgasm, that's something that you can practice and you will be able to cultivate. I know many people talk about orgasm not being the goal. I agree with that. But I also believe in that every single woman deserves to have one if you want to. So if this is something that you want to experience, you can always reach to coaches or Alicia and Irvon. If you want to come into my office, you're welcome to do that as well. At the end, I also wanted to ask for a favor. As you guys know that this is a show for you and I curate the content based on your request. Now we're doing another sets of collecting data on what we can do to create the content for next season that would be relevant and exciting for you. So if you have two minutes, it would be really helpful for us if you can go to the link in the show notes and take our survey. Based on the result of the survey, I'll select 10 people to give them a free 30-minute coaching call. What that would look like, if you choose to, is you can enter the survey completely anonymous. You don't need to opt in your email. 
if you put your email and we raffle it, if you get selected first 10 minutes of the session, I'm going to ask you about your experience with the Xology podcast, any feedback you have for me. The rest of the 30 minutes, we're going to focus on you and what you need to focus on. So I'm gifting you a coaching call. Again, no string attached. I'm not trying to sell you anything. In fact, my practice is nearly full most of the time or it's completely full. So it's just a matter. It's just a way for me to be able to see how can I serve you best. Again, thank you so much for your time. I cannot wait until next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.